Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Kiwi, and with me is BP and first time special guest, Royce. Hello. Hi. Uh, so we're playing uh, Eleven this week, designed by Thomas Jensen, and developers were, oh, I'm going to butcher this Polish, uh, Jan Mrichet Sveszeki, and then this one I know, Ignacy Cevicek. The artists were Matsus Kopaks, who also did Robinson Crusoe Adventures on the Cursed Island and Pret-a-Porter, and Han Kuk. It was published in 2022 by Portal Games, uh, and it's actually a re-implementation of a solo game called Club Stories that Thomas Jensen did. Have we played Pret-a-Port? We have not played Pret-a-Porter. It's like a fashion-based. Yeah, I know. You, you design like fashion stuff, so we have not. But we have played Robinson Crusoe. Right, right, right. And anybody who says they want it is a liar. So, <laughs> uh, so Royce, uh, first time uh, special guest. We usually ask, uh, do you consider yourself a gamer? I am not much of a gamer. I I do enjoy um, playing games, but they're very. Uh, I would say that the technical difficulty of the games I enjoy are usually not very high. I'm a big Ticket to Ride fan. Oh, yeah, that's a great that's one. A We've got game. that one uh, behind yeah, us on yeah, the wall. I noticed that on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a. It's actually a family favorite of ours. Yeah. Um, I I'm more right now into PC games. Um, and uh, but yeah, I'm always up for a good board game. I have games like Wingspan and things like that, but it's mm -hmm. it's hard to get a ten year old and a seven year old and my wife who is lives a very stressful job, harried existence to uh, to sometimes sit down and have me explain everything to them. For uh, sure. So I'm very looking forward to this. And I well, played something similar to this uh, oh, yeah. online as well. So Yeah. Probably a lot of uh, like football manager, I think is the name of one of them. Yeah. I used to be addicted to football manager yeah. on the, on the mobile, the mobile version. I used to play it on my phone. Uh, I had to take it off my phone because I was spending my every waking moment on football manager. <laughs> so that was a couple of years ago. So I'm, I'm hoping this does not cause a relapse into, into my addiction. But at the same time, I'm really looking forward to getting back into it. So, so we brought a ringer into the yeah, game. Yeah, we brought a ringer in. I tried to play the on the the uh, the PC version of this, the one that's famous for everyone in Europe being addicted to. Yeah. And it was extraordinarily complicated. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but but at the same time, like magnificent in its soccerness. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, very, very much looking forward to this. Perfect. Uh, so the game description, 11, the number of players you have on the pitch at any given time, with those players making all the difference between being the best team and the worst. But every team knows that to be the best in the league, it takes a lot more than players. It also takes an incredible manager. Eleven, Football Manager Board Game is an economic strategy game set in a world of sport. Your task is to manage and grow your own football club over the course of a season. During the game, you hire staff members, including trainers, physical therapists, PR specialists, and directors. You acquire sponsors, expand the stadium infrastructure, and take care of your club's position in social media. Among the many tasks on the list are transferring new players and choosing the right tactics for each of your upcoming matches. And the mechanics are dice rolling and scenario mission campaign game, uh, and BP the box art. Um, you've got a headless manager. <laughs> You can tell it's the manager because managers tend to, at least they used to, always wear suits to the game day. Sometimes now they are getting kind of sporty and wearing track suits instead. But um, 
that's how you can tell it's manager. Obviously, very excited, has his fist rolled up in that, like, I just won <laughs> kind of thing. And then um, just your standard, regular, maybe aerial fonts. I don't know. New courier. <laughs> uh, I do notice that very specifically, you cannot see this person's face. Great. And I'm wondering if that is an artistic decision or if it's a decision of, we want you to think you are the manager, so we're not going to put a face on it. Yeah. For those listening at home, Royce just pointed to Kiwi in agreement that the idea of you put your insert your face here. So we could have one of those little selfies at the end of the game where like the winner goes and puts their face, uh, <laughs> in, you know, on top of it, just like, oh, and we have a trophy. Yeah. And we'll do like, you know, when you go to amusement parks and they have the little face cut out. Well, uh, so based, that. based on the description and the box art, uh, do you think you would pick this up off a shelf, Royce? I would definitely pick it up. Yes. But I mean, you know, I'm a football slash soccer mad person. So, and I, as I said, enjoy board games whenever I get to play them. So I would definitely pick this up, especially, uh, I mean, just the, the font is fantastic <laughs> BP, with the 11. I mean, I think that's very stylishly done. The three stars, you know, stars generally on a uniform and football, you know, right. like championships won. Yeah. And like it's very, it's very classy. Yeah, I do notice in the in the top left, uh, Portal's normal logo is like a square with like this eyeball looking thing, but they've clearly uh, put it in like a, a football esque shield, yeah. like a badge, yep. or a uniform, yeah, yeah. As, or a kit, yeah, yeah. So I like the little the little inputs there. BP, uh, yeah. In fact, um, when I saw it at Gen Con, I had to run over and go talk to the guy about it, and you were like, "Oh yeah." The kick started it for you. Yeah, so I guess that answers it for me as well. I would I would pick it up. I enjoy sports games um, on the PC, and so finding one that's a board game. Uh, we've had mixed success with sports games in the past. A lot of times they don't translate very well um, to board game, especially like a fast-paced game like uh, hockey or you know soccer never really stops. Mm -hmm. And so it'd be hard to simulate that kind of fast-paced uh, although some would argue maybe not as fast paced, but a, a nonstop clock, mm -hmm. it's hard to replicate that in a board game. So coming to the manager and I knew, you know, how much you enjoyed football as well. Mm -hmm. So having a board game that maybe simulates some of that, um, is good. And I, I think, you know, Royce, you were talking about the, the PC version being like super intricate, mm -hmm. you know, Hopefully this will be abstract enough where it doesn't dive that deep into, you know, one of your Fords has a high ankle sprain. And right. like, you know, if you rest him for two days, he's at 90%. But if you rest him for three days, he's at 95, but he doesn't play as well because he hasn't done anything for three days. Like it gets pretty intense. Wow. So. Those are a lot of decisions to make. Yeah. Um, so uh, in a uh, five minutes, the history of football. Oh, you're going to time me? <laughs> well, I think if I say the history of football, we could go on. We could. I have a feeling there are podcasts. Sure. There probably is a podcast dedicated to. Yes. Just talking about the history, the of, history football. of football. Probably more than one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, to summarize. Um, yeah, summarize the history of football. Yeah, go. I'm going to try my best. Um, kicking ball games have. Uh, 
kind of sprung up like civilizations did spontaneously across the globe at various times. The earliest um, kind of arts that we have that show a soccer-esque like um, use of a ball is actually in ancient Greece. I was not aware of this one because I was aware of China in the 12th century, but I was not aware of this ancient Greek version of the game. However, um, writings of it, which then the Romans would copy as well, uh, depict it to resemble more rugby, uh, a combination of rugby wrestling and volleyball than what we would call modern football. Um, the something closer would be in the 12th century uh, in China called Kuju during the Song Dynasty. Um, China lays claims to a lot, by the way, of origins for sports. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, in fact, during the Han Dynasty, there are murals depicting uh, this game. So it could have actually been older. The Han Dynasty, for those who are unaware, uh, kind of um, goes from a roughly 200 BCE to 200 of the Common Era. So uh, roughly the same time as the Roman. And apparently the Algonquins were also had a very similar game to European football. Uh, interestingly enough, the uh, Wikipedia article does not bring up the Mayan sport. And I'm wondering if that's because it was really just death ball and not necessarily. <laughs> that was more like handball, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they yeah, could use like Yeah, it was like a mix like between like handball and lacrosse, and, yeah. I feel yeah. like, yeah. Um, okay, but what we know as modern day football came from England, uh, really the mid 19th century. Some of the earliest rules to try to standardize it came around Cambridge. There were still several types of rules in the kind of pre-1850. So Cambridge rules were put into effect around 1848, the Sheffield Football Club in 1857. Um, and then a bunch of schools got together in 1863 to form the Football Association. So what you watch when you watch the Premier League and, you know, much of right the great football greats are the Football Association. Uh, there are other governing bodies to, you know, once it spread internationally after this. But they actually met in a tavern, pretty typical for the 19th century, pretty typical for England. Um, and after I think it was a roughly five nights or so of meetings, they came up with, quote, the laws of the game. Um, however, uh, Blackheath Football Club didn't agree with the one rule that said that they took out that said uh, you could lose, you could use your hand. Uh, and so or Blackheath eventually formed the English rugby, rugby clubs. And so that uh, kind of was a spinoff from these football rules. Um, and then most of what we then know as kind of the expansion of football came from Ebenezer Cobb Morley. Um, and uh, really kind of codifying some of those laws. And then the FA Cup, one of the uh, kind of longest competitions in history, uh, was put together by Charles W. Alcock in 1872. Uh, there was an international match as well put on by this dude uh, between Scotland and England. Uh, and pretty much then uh, you start to see everything take off from there with uh, it growing and expanding to the rest of the kind of British 
uh, Irish Isles and then British colonies, et cetera, et cetera. Until now, right, it is a well-renowned sport across the globe. And as we are recording this in January of 2023, because the copies didn't get to the U.S. before the World Cup, which I know uh, Portal Games was trying to help with, um, those of you who got to watch the great World Cup this year, uh, even though the travesty of the end of France's elimination, can see it in play today. And it is apparently FA Cup weekend. Yes. So a FA Cup. Uh, a yes, yes, because the final's not telling me, but. And we'll tie Very it, apropos. We'll tie it into hockey by saying that the Stanley Cup was started because the British ambassador to Canada wanted a cup similar to the FA Cup, but for hockey. Mm -hmm. And so he created the Stanley Cup and it was for amateurs. And then it slowly made its way, migrated to being the championship trophy for the NHL. Which, who were the last year's winners? Colorado Avalanche. Woo. They did better than France in the World Cup. Can I add something oh. to your history? Absolutely. Ouch. Yes. <laughs> Um, the split you talked about between groups and hands, mm -hmm. one group going with rugby, mm -hmm. so you could use the hands, the other group saying mm -hmm. no, that became what was called association football. Oh, yes. And they shortened it to, that's how you get the term soccer, association mm -hmm. to soccer. And so everyone in England called it soccer huh. from the end of the 19th century until like the early 1960s. Late 50s, early 1960s, even into the 70s, you have people in England calling it soccer. And so all of the former English colonies, when soccer was brought there, it was called soccer. So that's why in Australia, they call it soccer. In Canada, they call it soccer. In the United States, they call it soccer. In South Africa, they call it soccer. In New Zealand, they call it soccer. But the rest of the and world. the rest of the world, well, the rest of the world has different kinds of names for it. But in in England and the UK, they call it you know football. Mm -hmm. And if you, if an Englishman hears you call it soccer, they will tell you you're being blasphemous. But in reality, it's those people who came up with the term. Huh, interesting. So. Thank you. Foosball in Germany. Yes. All right. So you guys want to know how to play? No, not really. I just want to play. Okay. Bye, Royce. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so we are each managers of our own international football club, but we also have some of the responsibilities of the club president as well. Uh, so we're going to upgrade our stadium. We're going to make endorsement deals, sign and transfer play players, all while trying to win games at the end of each week and be the best in our division. Players will gain points from their position on the match table, the staff they hire, their stadium infrastructure, office upgrades, and player achievements. An important note, in this game, the lowercase player, so if it's player with just a lowercase p that's us okay and if it's player with a capital p that is kind of your average uh players uh the player card okay so that's an important notation the game lasts for six weeks which each week being around and the player with the most points at the end is the winner so the player who most recently scored a goal goes first and i said that's sort of an existential question isn't it like what is a goal are we talking like a hockey goal or a soccer goal or are we talking like i have a goal of walking ten thousand steps did i achieve my goal um, so i'm not sure how we define it in soccer i have never scored a goal right now i played for years i know 
I don't remember the last time. I mean, if we're talking about scoring a goal, the only time I've ever played organized soccer was that year that we did that mm -hmm. kind of small co arena co-ed soccer. And I did not score any goals there either. Yeah. Well, I would be fifth grade. So there you so go. It sounds like Royce, <laughs> sounds like Royce gets to go first. <laughs> All right, so the week, uh, that was only a couple years ago. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, just a few. Uh, so the week, or so each week is a round, and the round uh, has kind of five uh, days worth. So we have Monday through Thursday, and then our match day is the weekend. So Monday is where we're going to have our board meetings. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we get to get ready for our weekly matches, and that's when we're going to upgrade our stadium and hire and train players. Uh, Friday, and really, it's the weekend. Our is match day. Uh, Monday and Friday are played out simultaneously between all the players. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, we'll go around the table clockwise, starting with the first player. So Monday, uh, so we're going to do, uh, we're going to get our production. So you'll be able to up your production and that's how many tokens you get. Uh, anytime you see a production icon, so we've got money, uh, fans, uh, operations, and fitness are the kind of our four different uh resources. If there's ever a circle around it, that talks about your resource chart, so how much you're actually going to produce. If it's ever just kind of on its own, so if you look just to the right on our player board, you've got, you know, the money the euro icon, but there's no circle around it. That's the actual like amount of resources that you get. So and then we're going to have our board meeting. So you're going to draw a board meeting card. Uh, and you'll see that they have yellow, blue, and red. We're going to have board members, so we're going to roll a die. And based on the value of the die, it will show you whether they vote yellow, vote red, or vote blue. And that is the thing that's going to happen to your club uh, during that week. So that's what a board meeting is. So we'll have those board meetings on Mondays. And then Tuesday through Thursday, in turn order, players are going to take basic actions uh, for each day, and they can also pay two money to take an additional card action. So the card actions uh, are going to be on our staff cards or our uh, director cards, uh, and you'll pay two money and then whatever the resource cost is to the left. So we all start with a basic first trainer. So you would pay two money, and then you would also pay a fitness, and you could use that trainer's action. So the actions we can take, we can hire a player, capital P player, or we can hire a youngster. Mm. I take it youngsters are cheap and inexperienced. Yep. And so generally speaking, youngsters will improve when they train them. So there's two sides to each card. One side's kind of an untrained card and the other side's a trained card. Uh, regular players uh, could get better, could get worse. Youngsters will almost always get better. And there's actually veterans as well. And when you train them, they will actually get worse <laughs> because they're, they're the older old and aging out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you can hire a player or a youngster. So you can hire one of the face up cards uh, or just the top one from the youngster pile. Uh, you can sell a player or a youngster. So basically you can discard them, keeping any victory points they have, and you gain two money. Uh, plus whatever their current strength is. So like this player here has a strength of four. And so you would get six money if you sold or transferred them. Uh, you can hire staff. So we have our staff members here. Uh, you will pay the cost that is in the upper left. Uh, and that's how much they will cost. At the end of the game, for every, uh, it's a kind of a set collection piece as well. So not only do they have an action, but they're a set collection as well. So you'll notice that all the trainers are have a yellow 
Scouts have kind of a greenish blue. Stewards are orange. And so for every orange card you have, the first one would be worth a point. Second worth, if you have two of them, it's three points. Okay. If you have three of them, it's four points. Uh, you can, so that's hiring staff. You can contract a sponsor. So we have sponsors. There's three levels. We can just do a commercial or an ad read mm -hmm. and you get whatever's in the first column. Okay. You can set up a built an ad board in yeah. your stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you'll get uh, the first, the second column, or you can make it your Jersey. So if I flip mm -hmm. this card over, it becomes your Jersey logo and you would put it off to the side and you get all three of the bonuses. Okay. You're limited to two ad boards until you add an extra ad board to your stadium. And then you can have three. Uh, you can also build stadium uh, architecture or improve your office. So there are three places on your stadium that you can improve. So you can get things like a training facility, a trophy room, uh, lights uh, to improve your stadium. And you can also add stands so that you can bring in fans. Having fans at the game gets fans you money. Stands. Fans in the stands get you money. Uh, and then the last thing you can do is you can use a card action. So that's one of the basic actions you can do. So technically in a turn, you could have two card actions, use one for your basic, and you could pay for a second one. And then on Friday, so that's Tuesday through Thursday, on the weekend is when we have match day. So we're gonna prepare for a match. So we're gonna scout the opposition. So we're gonna play in division three, which has the easier teams. So we'll have a couple of division three and a couple of teams that are kind of bouncing between division three and division two. So they're a little bit better, but still on par with being a division three team. They will tell you generally the formation that they play mm -hmm. and they'll give you some sort of like little tidbit, like, hey, they've got a really good striker on the you know left side, their left wing is really good. So then that will help you how you're gonna set up your players on your own pitch. Uh, the pitch is broken into five zones. So we've got the two wings, so left wing, right wing, so that's two zones. And then we've got uh, midfield center, attacking center and defending center. So those are our five locations. And what we're all we're gonna do is we're gonna compare attacking strength with defending strength. If attacking is more than defending, you score a goal. Okay. Uh, after the match, the teams will move up on the league table, three points if they win the match, one point if they tie. And then we're gonna roll a die for any team that we personally did not play. And so that's how we'll adjust. So the computer, you know, the computer teams will also move up and down on that track as well. So at the end of the week, all the staff and directors that we use their abilities are gonna reset. We'll reset our pitches. Uh, each club pays their maintenance costs. So if you look at the left side of your player board, uh, it shows you how much uh, you have to pay. So if you only have two players, it's only gonna cost you one money at the end. Uh, if you have five pieces on your stadium, it's gonna cost you two or uh, two money. And then if you had eight staff members, these are all examples, you would pay three money. So you'd pay for each of those columns. Uh, and for each one that you can't pay, uh, you'll put a, a red card on your, that person. Uh, and basically they're suspended for a game and you can't use them. They're protesting. Something like that. 
All right, so the stage marker is how we're gonna denote where we're at on stages. And then that will also be kind of the first player marker as it goes around. So we know who's the first player. They're gonna control the stage marker. Once we get to week six, we finish that week, the game is over. So at the end of the game, players will earn points for their rank on the league table. Tokens earned by trained youngsters. So if we flip a youngster over. Uh, so if this young youngster plays in a game, uh, he will get a victory point. And if he scores a goal, he will also get a victory point. Uh, so you'll earn victory points from that. Uh, sets of staff cards, which we already talked about. Stadium infrastructure we've built and position on the office track. So you can improve your office and get victory points that way. Uh, you're gonna lose points for each penalty card you still have on staff or players. And then finally, the player with the most points is the winner with ties going to the player ranked higher on the league table. And if it's still tied, it goes to uh, shared victory. Uh, and those are uh, the vast majority of the rules. Oh my. Yeah. Let's play. We just finished a game of 11 uh, to recap. Uh, Royce had uh, five uh, own goal points. <laughs> BP had eight, mm -hmm. eight fight in the stands points. Wow. Uh, and I won with uh, 16, not at the bottom of the league points. <laughs> uh, winning strategy, I don't know if I had one. I was trying to get money so I could pay for everything and get more players. So I built up my money really fast got some stands and then I lost one. I, the goalkeeper was really important, I felt like, because he could stop goals, but I didn't get that guy until like week four. Uh, so that was, that was rough. Um, yeah, it's hard to have a strategy when you don't know how the game's gonna, gonna play out. So uh, Royce, did you have a strategy? I tried to get as much money as I could. Um, and then I, I quickly panicked and just started buying players. <laughs> uh, so I, I stopped developing players. I stopped like even using the staff, the trainers. I, I forgot about getting more staff. The staff that were coming up didn't look like they were helpful to me that much. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I just kept getting money to try and buy more players, essentially. It sounds like, uh, was it Man United that <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo was saying there's there's no like progression for players, and so they just pay money for big players? Yes, that was my... So yeah. you, you had the Man U I, I was just throwing money at the problem <laughs> and hoping that that would rectify everything, and it failed miserably. So same 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 outcome as in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BP? Um, I, one of my directors was big on fans and stands and I kind of went that route, but it didn't end up paying out. And I had to balance that. I ran out of money often in the beginning. Um, so it was definitely clutch trying to find that balance between making money and spending it. Yeah. I did not spend a whole lot on players as is probably apparent. Yeah. From uh, never winning. Yeah, yeah. I think between <laughs> so between the three of us, uh, we won a single match, and we had several ties. But for the most part, we just lost yeah. uh, a lot. So uh, theme. So Royce, did you feel like you were the manager of an international football team? I mean, yeah. I think as close as you can come in this format. Mm -hmm. I think just the different decisions 
that you have to make. Um, now that I, I think I have a better hand, like it wasn't until like the last two rounds of play that I felt like I had like an adequate handle to even like create a strategy really. Um, but I'd like to like, if we play again, I'd like to like figure out like what players go best in what areas. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I think that was so, it's so important. Like you think they give you a, a scouting report of each player and that's just like in real, mm -hmm. the real world. Right. And, and like, I was just like blowing that off at first and like mm -hmm. trying to figure out where to put my own players but you need to pay attention to everything. Like there's a real strategy about where you're going to place everyone and where you're going to put like your, your strongest player and stuff. So I mean, I, yeah, I felt team definitely hit that. And some, <laughs> yeah. PP. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I was, since I went the stadium route, I was like advertising all the time too, like all these radio announcements. Like I got the, the super fries, the portal cookies. Yeah, I, I felt like the mechanics of the game, like Royce was saying, with the, you know trying to figure out where your players needed to go. You know, the scouting report gave you just enough info where you're like, okay, I think this is the formation that I want to do, and I think you know that gets more into like the 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 manager style, like how am I going to play my team against this other mm -hmm. team, you know. And Royce had a player that was like fans in the stands get you money, mm -hmm. but then he lost his fan or his stands for a round because of a, a board meeting decision. Mm -hmm. So I thought those board meeting decisions offered some interesting, like how do I yeah. react to yeah. this? Like I had one where it was like, they were going to get suspended the next week. Cause it was like, I'm just going to sell him now because he's dead to me for the rest of the game. <laughs> right. So just sell him now and get rid of it. So yeah, I, I felt like the theme was, uh, was relatively strong. Uh, BP table presence. What do you think? <laughs> Very overwhelming. It's huge. Um, we again, we're playing on what a six by four, six by four table, and it takes most of it, probably all but like two feet. Yep. If we had a fourth player, we would take up the entire thing. Yes, definitely. Um, so, I, I, with that alone, I feel like it would catch your eye. Right. Because you would be like, what is what is taking so much? But it might also turn you off to it because it's so it looks so daunting. It does a little bit. I think the thing that would turn my head is the the pitch the, board. Yeah. Like seeing a, an actual football pitch with you know player jerseys on it and seeing these players off the side like I would. I would stop and look to see what was happening on this table. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's super interesting. The other thing I like, too, is. Uh, all of the characters are different. Mm -hmm. They all have their own art and it's super diverse. Mm -hmm. And there's an expansion for international players where you can like send scouts to like Brazil and stuff and mm -hmm. recruit. So they have, you know, a whole section of, you know, international players that you can, you can get. Uh, there's, um, so I think just the diversity alone is, is pretty awesome to see um, throughout the whole thing. So uh, yeah, I would definitely stop and look to see what was happening. And now that you mentioned the pitch, it is kind of a cool uh, placard in itself in that, yeah, it's got like a raised, I thought at first it was felt, but it looks. So I will say that is a Kickstarter exclusive. So if you buy the base game, so oh, okay. there's a felt uh, pitch on the, the game board that is just there for Kickstarter. Same thing with the resource. These resource markers mm -hmm. are just regular discs in the non-Kickstarter version. So, okay. uh, whereas what did you think of the art? 
I was very impressed. I liked how for your staff, for instance, you could choose whether you had female or, or mm-hmm. male presenting yep. um, people echoing your feeling on diversity, but like, like the diversity on display here is like, there's every ethnicity you can think of age. Um, it's, it's really impressive. And every part of the game looks really nice. It looks pretty. Yeah. So I like that the, uh, the Jersey that you get, it, it will actually line up. Mm. Uh, so it finishes out. So the back of all the, the, uh, advertising cards has the, uh, the advertising for, uh, your Jersey and the, the game board has it laid out. So it kind of finishes out the outline to show your Jersey, which I think is, there's a lot of like little touches. Yeah. There's a lot of clever little yeah. touches on, on the game I mean, that, that the, do the nothing for the game, but it's yeah, still yeah. really fun. Yeah. Like the advertising cards, portal cookies, like, come on. Yeah. I think the advertising bits were super yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whimsy. The writing in the game. Was re- mm-hmm. I, I was impressed with the writing, yeah, the advertising on the descriptions of the mm-hmm. of the uh, of the boards that mm-hmm. you had to do. I mean, it was really good. Yeah, and, and like all the characters have, uh, or most of at least the directors had like little uh, flavor text that do nothing for the game, but just add kind of fun flair uh, mm-hmm. to it. All the bits about the teams, like, mm-hmm. you know, we can't lose to this team. Right. It's like, yeah. I think we all lost to that team. <laughs> Sometimes horribly. <Yeah. laughs> um, mechanics. So we touched on a little bit with the, the scouting report and setting your team. I think that was really interesting. Um, I think there probably needs to be a little, little bit of a luck mitigation. So I feel like sometimes, you know, the fact that we only won one game out of mm-hmm. 18 is kind of like, was it the way we were playing or was it the difficulty in that, in the match? Like, yeah. I'm not sure. So I would like to see like if that trend progressed and we played on the, the lowest division. Right. right. So I kind of think if we played again, we would all set up our teams much differently to begin with. So I think our records would be better, but I'm not sure how much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it would definitely be interesting. Well, and there's a lot that feeds in, to a lot of the decisions. So I would say, again, I mean, one of the things that Royce had said about it adding to the theme, I mean, managing a football team is a lot of work. So again, I just, there's, I I think the, the link from strategy to mechanics in this, there's just a lot that feeds into every single decision that I feel like you have to really start thinking ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. To, uh, you know, from Tuesday on, when you start making your first decisions, you really have to start thinking ahead in to, to match day. And how are you going to manage everything to have the strongest team to be able to put forward to score those goals? Because, I mean, obviously, that's where I struggled, right? Yeah. As well as then managing, getting the money pieces and all of that, like... It's not an entry level game. There's a lot of components to the game play, the game flow. I would say. Yeah, I, I was also the the uh, the board meeting. I thought was a really cool mechanic too. Yeah. That was, was my favorite. Thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, all same. the directors <laughs> and you roll the dice. You're like, okay, we're voting red. Yeah. So. Yeah, I loved the board mechanics, Royce. I think that the the way it's set up, there's just different layers of strategies that you have to have to be successful. You have to have you know, 
what's your season long strategy, what's your weekly strategy, and then mm-hmm. what's your day by day strategy to get there. Yeah. And you're doing like we talked about is is this like you're a real football manager. Well, you're a real football manager. You're also like the director of operations for the team. Mm-hmm. You're also like the the CFO for the team. There's like three different jobs you're doing here. So it, like like BP said, it's like you're, this is not an entry level mm-hmm. position. That said, like at first it was a little overwhelming, mm-hmm. but um, as we we kept going, I you know I think we all quickly picked right. up on it. So. And that leads us into the next one, which is rules. So, you know, not being a, a, a big gamer. So how was it learning based on the games that you've played in the past? Well, I think it was it was much more intense, but it was it was good in that I had two experienced gamers here who were very patient um, and are excellent at like explaining things. And like, you know, Kiwi, you would, you would act, you know, obviously read through the directions quite extensively. And so you were a great resource throughout the entire game and that made it much easier. So I think like this isn't a game where you, you can just sit down and read the instructions oh, okay. as you go. Like you have to study a little bit before one person at least has to study a little bit before you sit down. Do you think by having played a uh, PC version, was it any similar to this? Do you think that helped you in just understanding the mechanics of kind of the functions, basic? Well, I was familiar with the functionality because of that. It was a little, it was similar. Yeah, like it, it, it was very, it was recognizable. Okay. Um, but the the gameplay is quite different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the PC version is still far more, far, far, far more intricate. Um, yeah. But, but this... This is more involved than I would say, like what I was used to playing the, the, the mobile, mobile version, yeah, um, which was like by far the most intricate mobile game that I've ever played mm. before. But um, yeah, as far as comparisons, it's very it's recognizable. Yeah. How was it learning for you, BP? Uh, well, one, I wouldn't call myself an expert gamer. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> sure, I play games once a week at least, but. Um, there's it okay so there was a, a pretty high learning curve like i said there's a lot of management to go on a lot of uh thought process and thinking ahead right strategies um i think again c- kind of in thinking of what type of player would you introduce this to you would not want to introduce it to i think somebody who right hasn't played games before i think it would be overwhelming they would mm. there's just there's too many symbols. There's too many decisions. Um, it definitely has to be somebody who's used to kind of the the action in trying to build almost engines to a certain extent with some of these. So you can be getting those resources on a constant. Um, but yeah, so I think it took a couple rounds. I think almost the first half we went individual play by play and even like still the most complicated aspect for me was game day and trying to figure out the scoring techniques with the cards and how that worked and you know a couple times i had you come make sure i had calculated it correct so i definitely i think for for first time players not having that be simultaneous like maybe even the whole you know kind of 
again, I think we tried the first two or three rounds, not simultaneous on that. Yeah, and I, the, the rule book itself is laid out okay. Uh, I was able to find things relatively quickly. There was a couple of things that I needed to go back and look up. I did watch a video of uh, how to play, and then I watched somebody play the, uh, the game solo uh, just so that I could read the rules and then kind of put those rules to, okay, this is how the game works, and then listen to that person kind of explain out loud uh, what they were doing. The way we opened up the teach where I just gave the long diatribe it only works in the podcast. I don't think it works in real life. Right. And I don't think that's how I would have taught it. I think if I teach it again, uh, I am going to start with a match and just show how a match works because everything else, like Royce was saying earlier, everything else, and you said it too, BP, mm -hmm. everything feeds into match day. Mm -hmm. So if I know how a match works, then in round one, when I'm taking my actions, I can make smarter choices mm -hmm. because I know how a match works. Whereas when we played it, it was, we worked all the way down. And then when we hit a match, I worked through my match and then right. we worked BP through right. hers. But the actions you took beforehand didn't do anything for you because you didn't know how a match worked. Mm -hmm. so That's I, an excellent point. Yep. So I think when I, if I, when I, when I teach it again, uh, It'll start with a match, and then I'll explain everything else. I think is the way I would go. Because if you can go into the game knowing how the matches work, that would be that would be that's a whole yeah. different game. That yep, I agree. Uh, so player interaction, I would say that there is zero player yeah. interaction. Uh, that is a complaint. Uh, like I said at the very beginning of the show, it was based the designer who designed it designed an earlier game, which was a completely solo. A uh, game called Club Stories, and it was essentially a lot of this, but you played it by yourself. There is an expansion that does allow you to play other players. Mm -hmm. So some weeks you will play a regular match, and then other weeks you will play against another player. And the way it works is instead of just doing the straight match, you play a halves. Mm -hmm. So I will set my tactics, and then you'll set yours. So you can respond to me, and then. We play out a half, just like we normally do. And then we reset. You would set your tactics first. Mm -hmm. And then I set mine after that. And then we play out a second half, exactly how we play out normal games. Your goalkeepers are active for both halves. So if they can only stop two shots in a normal game, they would essentially get four. They would get two shots per half. Wow. So that's how they've kind of inter introduced some player interaction. Yeah. It's a little bit different, yeah. But everything else is the same. It's just that added game of you know that's that, that now you're essentially playing two games mm -hmm. instead of one that week but it all yeah. counts as a as a single game so i like i mean this is very reflective of the beyond the pc game mm -hmm. i yeah. mean you're not playing against someone you're not even controlling the players in the mm -hmm. in the you know you just kind of set them up like a manager does in real football and you let them go do their thing based yeah. on mm -hmm. their values and I thought this was this worked great like that. So I, yeah. And I will say there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, it's a solo game that we're all playing together because we were at least still having conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we decided to read. We decided to read the ads yeah. so that everybody could get them because the text was so fun. Um, so I think, you know, as long as you go into the game knowing that this is the kind of experience that we're going to get and you're not looking for a, you know, player versus player you know, right. solid like player interaction piece. That interaction came around with just table talk. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, BP, player interaction, anything else? I have nothing to add. Okay. Uh, so now the, uh, the big question. The big question would you play it again, BP? Yes. 
course. Uh, why? Because next time I want to hire the chef. Okay. Uh, somewhere in there, there's a dog. I, you know, a dog as a staff member seems also a brilliant yeah. idea. Uh, it's a mascot. Top dog. Oh. Uh, Royce. Yes. Would you play it again? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think once you get just the mechanics down, it could be a lot of fun. And like with, you know, with all the care they, they took and like those little extras that they yeah. threw in there and the writing being so entertaining, like, yeah, I would, I would definitely play it again. Yeah, I would too. And I would definitely consider coming down and playing it solo as well. Uh, cause they've got a, like a whole solo campaign where you work from division three and you try to get like, if oh. you, if you do poorly, you get fired and your campaign ends. Uh, yeah. If you do mediocre, you have to like, you stay in that division, mm -hmm. but if you do really well, you get poached from a higher division. So you move up. Uh, so it, it's kind of interesting. So I, I was, I was hoping that I would like it just based on watching the video and reading right. the rules. And then I, I'm happy to say that I did, uh, really enjoy it. I, I think it's, it's pretty good. But it is a hefty. Uh, yeah. Setting it up took a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just gameplay wise, it took a little bit to to heft through it. So yeah, we it took us just under three hours. Yeah. So uh, and so that was eleven. Yeah. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to send our way, sports or otherwise, you can do so um, via email. We are at first turn tabletop at gmail or Twitter and Instagram, you can hit us up at First Turncast. And the podcasting camel, he's got his his CFC scarf on like I do here. And he's, uh, he's cheering and saying, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Find it, I find it curious in the last couple episodes, you keep bringing up the font. You're like, it's a very scripty font. Well, did you know that New Times Roman has been like ousted? I feel like I wish we had a whistle. I, I'm glad <laughs> we do not. <laughs> I'm not telling you not to. I'm just saying you might want to think about it. And the naked camel right across the pitch. <laughs>